Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, we're going to talk about paper genocide, Dr. Walter Plecker, as he reclassified American Indians to Negro and or colored. Again, today's conversation, we're going to discuss Walter Plecker out of Virginia as he reclassified American Indians to Negro and or colored, right? That's going to be today's conversation. And like so many other conversations, we're going to use some help, right? So the help that we're going to use today is uh, a meme created by the Aboriginal community. In fact, you can see it as the header. Uh, We're going to take a look at birth records, marriage certificates, uh, a couple other sources, right? And then we're going to close out by some questioning, right? We're going to use some questioning to close out the conversation, right? So if you can just follow along with me as we look at the header, it's a meme. And again, this meme is created by the Aboriginal community. It's like three parts almost, right? And I'm going to do my best to describe it. I'm going to go into a a counterclockwise fashion in doing so. At the very top, it looks like it's a meet and greet. There's some type of indigenous people, black people meeting so-called white people, and I will assume that these are the French, right? I can't tell if this is an island. I can't tell where the meet and greet is happening at, but it's a meet and greet nonetheless. It looks as of such, right? Then I go bottom left, and it says, paper genocide of Native Americans from the 1790 census to the present. Then there's a photo of Plecker. Then bottom right, it says, Meet Walter Plecker, the man that is responsible for the destruction of the records in 1913 in 50 states that showed how Native Americans were reclassified as black, Negro, and colored in the first U.S. Census in 1790, right? So that's the opening header. So now let's move along to the next slide and let's take a look at Plecker's work himself, right? So let's take a look. What I have in front of us now is a Virginia Health Bulletin created March 1924, and it's entitled The New Virginia Law to Preserve Racial Integrity, right? This was created by Walter Plecker, M.D., State Register of Vital Statistics, Richmond, Virginia. And it reads as follows. It says the Senate Bill 219 to Preserve Racial Integrity passed the House March 8, 1924, and is now a law of the state. This bill aims at correcting a condition which only the more thoughtful people of Virginia know the existence of. It is estimated that there are in the state from 10,000 to 20,000, possibly more, near white people who are known to possess an intermixture of colored blood. In some cases, to a slight extent, it is true, but still enough to prevent them from being white. In the past, it has been possible for these people to declare themselves as white or even have the court so declare them. Then they have demanded the admittance of their children into white schools and in not a few cases have intermarried with white people. In many counties, there exists a distinct colonies holding themselves aloof from Negroes, but not being admitted by the white people as of their race. In any large gathering or school of colored people, especially in the cities, many will be observed who are scarcely distinguishable as colored. These persons, however, are not white in reality, nor by the new definition of this law, that a white person is one with no trace of the blood of another race, except that a person with one sixteenth of the American Indian, if there is no other race mixture, 
may be classed as white. Their children are likely to revert to the distinctively Negro type even when all apparent evidence of mixture has disappeared. The Virginia Bureau of Vital Statistics have been called upon within one month for evidence by two lawyers employed to assist people of this type to force their children into the white public schools and by another employed by the school's trustees of a district to prevent this action. All right. So what we just read was the Virginia Health Bulletin by Walter Plecker and there's some takeaways associated with that, right? So what are the takeaways that we can actually go over by reading the health bulletin? Well, it looks like this. It looks like this is going on in Virginia, right? And just flashing back to the meme, it said all 50 states. This is not an occurrence that happened in all 50 states. Just Virginia, right? In fact, Plecker was the state register of viral statistics in Virginia and Virginia only. Right? This is not an all 50 states type of thing. But there's more takeaways, right? We can see that through this document that in the state there was 10 to 20,000 with colored blood and it was passing as white, right? And there was an issue in Essex County where the kids or the colored kids were passing as whites and it was going to all white schools. So these pose problems to Plecker, right? Also, the definition of white. If you had one sixteenth or less blood of an American Indian, you still was white. And if you do your follow up, this is called the Pocahontas exception. So on a side note, one sixteenth degree of Cherokee blood, you need that for tribal enrollment. Right. That's for the Cherokee band. But if you wanted to be a member of the uh, the Shoshone, the Apache, the Chippewa, the, uh, out of Mississippi, you got the Choctaws, and then you got the, the Mystical Key from Florida. You need like a half degree for tribal enrollment. So a half degree means you got to have at least one parent. And one sixteenth is like, let me see. So your parents be four, then you got eight. So grandparents. So they'd be like your great grandparents, right? If you had one great grandparent, it's okay. According to Plankett, you could still be white. If you had one great grandparent that was American Indian. But with that being said, if you had one drop of Negro blood, didn't matter the percentage, you was Negro. So that's going to bring about a different conversation later because we have been told that the Negro and the American Indian is the same thing. But just looking at Plecker, who's often used as a foundation to claim as blacks to be an Indian when you look at his documents he's saying that you can have a great grandparent that's American Indian and still be white but if you got one drop of Negro blood you're black forever so there couldn't be the same thing with American Indian and the Negro there had to be a difference right so but let's continue though let's continue when we look at the bulletin that was designed by the Plecker administration. And when you look at the other works that he did in Virginia, we come to this conclusion that Walter Plecker goal was to purify the white race. That's it. They wasn't in the back room, right? Trying to figure out a way how to steal the identity of Negro Indians. 
That wasn't the case. It's being presented to us in that light from the Aboriginal community. But that wasn't the case, right? We can even look and read the bulletin ourselves that his main goal was to purify the white race. And he has a quote saying, Sickening and saddest feature, the considerable number of degenerate white women giving birth to Maluto children. This was the issue for Placker. Black men with so-called white women and producing children with these women. And these Maluto children, depending on their skin tone, passing through society as so-called white people and ultimately intermarrying more so-called white people, polluting the blood of the so-called white race. This was the problem that Plecker was facing. And being that this was the problem that Walter Plecker was having, you needed a solution. Well, Plecker's solution was this. If I can just reclassify and put everybody in a two-race category, which is white and non-white, then I can prevent colored people from marrying so-called white people, and I can keep the so-called white race pure. So this was the goal. This was the only goal, right? So who did this affect, though? Who was the colored people that was going to be affected most by Plecker's work, right? So let's take a look and see. The people that's going to be affected most is those Virginians that self-identify as Malayhes, Asiatic Indians, Mongolians, anyone having more than 116th of American Indian blood, anyone having any trace of Negro blood is going to be affected the most. And they're going to be affected the most because they're all going to be labeled as colored people. And being that you're labeled as colored people, you won't be able to marry the so-called white man and white woman. That's going to purify the race according to Plecker's mentality. Now, with these colored people, there's still different subgroups, right? You still got Negro, you still got American Indians, you still got Mongolians, Asiatic Indians, etc. Out these groups, those subgroups, the American Indian is going to be affected the most because once he's classified as colored, he or she, then they won't be able to get the certain benefits from the federal government that they're entitled to. So Plager's decision affected maybe like six or seven tribes from being federally recognized because he screwed up the documents. Now, we fast forward to today's administration, which will be Donald Trump presidency. We see that the first thing that Trump did when he got into office was do what? He went to Virginia and he took about six or seven tribes and he gave them that federal recognition, right? Trying to right the wrong. But there was still in between now and Plecker's era, there were decades in which these people did not receive the federal benefits that they were entitled to, right? So let's take a look, right? I want to take a look at the bottom portion of the slide. And it says, no marriage license shall be granted until the clerk or the deputy clerk has reasonable assurance that the statements as to color of both man and woman are correct. It's all about keeping the so-called white race pure. Marrying white with white and colored people with colored people 
And they didn't care what color that you was that married each other. It wasn't on them. As long as they can keep the so-called white race pure, that was the goal. He just couldn't figure it out, man. He just, he couldn't figure out why the so-called white man and woman had the highest status in the country. And his woman still wanted to be with so-called colored people. That was strategically place at the bottom of the very same society but that happens today right when you see people barking at interracial marriage it's not so much that they're barking at the so-called white man with a colored woman that's not what they're really barking at because they have done that through history they're trying to figure out things like why do these kardashians always end up with these black men and they're super rich. How do you get a Kylie Jenner who's a billionaire running behind an original man from Texas and he's just a rapper? It just doesn't make sense to them. Like, how does that work? Um, your education, your family household background is so far advanced in classism above him, but you still love him. Why? They can't figure it out. They can't figure out why the Rothschild, right, which is the most powerful, well, let me say it this way, the most financially powerful family, one of them on the planet, and their granddaughter, who bears the name Rothschild, she's running around in Louisiana with a rapper by the name of J Electronica that's from a poor background. They can't figure out how come their women love the original man. So what we see today, we seen it yesterday. And to try to fix that, what Plecker did was, he's like, yo, I'm going to just stop them from being married. And of course, you know, once something is a law of the land, there's other little things moving in real time to prevent that from happening, right? KKK, white terrorist organizations, lynchings, etc. That can kind of fill the blanks, right? So let's continue. This is an example of a registration of birth card that came out of Plekka's administration, right? Full name, place of birth. Then they got the mother name, the father name. What's most important, though, is the race of the mother and father. And you can look at the bottom because they're really sending a message. They're saying, listen, a white person is one with no trace whatever of blood of another race. Except that with one sixteenth of blood of American Indian unmixed with another race may be classified as white. This is the goal. This is the direction. Nobody's in the back room trying to figure out how to hide Negro Indians identity. And they're going to reclassify you as something else because somehow this reclassification made you forget who you were. What this actually did was eliminate the term Maluto out of our society because we don't use it anymore. The one drop rule changed the game. So when we see Barack Obama, we don't say he's a Maluto. We say he's a black man. When we see Holly Berry, we don't say she's a Maluto. We say she's a black woman because the one drop rule, right? It, it robs you of your identity because you are truly are a mixed race person. But they got rid of that. They tell you that um, it was unconstitutional what Walter Plecker did. But what he did, it still lives today because 
it made someone choose a side. Once you were non-white, you had to pick a side in the color side. You had to say, well, I'm Indian. You had to say, well, I'm Malaysian. I'm Asian. I'm Chinese. But it didn't matter because the Negro was at the bottom of the standard. So if you had one drop of Negro blood, Tiger Woods is not part Asian. He's just black now. That remains true to this day because that's the dynamics of America. It's all race, it's all classism, it's all classification. Let's continue. We're going to take a look at the Commonwealth of Virginia. This is a marriage certificate. And I'm going to show you some of the things that the Plecker administration did. We look at the name, husband and wife. We got Patrick. O'Malley, he married Hester Holland. They're both colored, so it's okay. One is 30. One is 24. Let's go back to the top, though, the date of the marriage. December the 22nd, 1884, right? This is when Patrick married Hester. Now, let's take a look at Patrick and Hester, right? Because we got a photo of these guys. As we can see, Pat and Hester, in today's world, will be classified as so-called white people. And, of course, their descendants got their status back, right? Because... They seen something funny with the records. They seen that their great-grandparents was labeled as colored, and they were trying to figure out why. Okay. But they were for Virginia, so they was able to fill in the blanks. Because if back when their parents was alive, if you was an Irish person and you was dark, they would say you was a Maluto. You was mixed. By the time Plecker got to the records, he just said, no, everybody's colored. He just <laughs> he didn't play the game. He's like, well, everybody, if you're not so-called white, everybody's colored. And there's a book that's going to bring a little bit more clarity to the situation. It's called When the Irish Became White. Because in this country, they wasn't always considered to be so-called white people. That happened later. Right? That happened later. So let's take it all the way back to the beginning, right? It's important that we take it all the way back to the beginning. And we look at the conclusion of the matter because, see, we're presented... With Walter Plecker as if he was a guy with another group of gentlemen and they was going behind closed doors and they was trying to put together a way to confuse black people to make them think that they were not Indian when indeed they really was Indian. And part of the process of them doing that, them meaning Plecker, his administration, those that worked alone, side of him in the state of Virginia that they put together a plan to reclassify you on the documents and somehow by calling you colored you will forget that you was Indian because you really was Indian on the documents on the paperwork prior to Plecker changing the documents funny thing is that even though you were changed to colored today we still call colored people the language has changed a little bit instead of saying Colored people, they say people of color. So not much change in that regard. Indians are still people of color. Chinese people are still people of color. Black people are still people of color. Hispanics, Puerto Ricans, Asians, etc. We all still people of color. They just changed the verbiage around a little bit. But in our case, we've been taught that we had a hidden Indian identity. And Plecker is used as a scapegoat in all 50 states. But we just learned See, he didn't change anything in Oregon. 
or California or Texas or Mississippi or Michigan or Wisconsin or New York or Hawaii or Alaska, just Virginia. Those black Americans who were listed as Indians, right? And he did change their status from Indians to colored. He wrote their names on a separate piece of paper and it's on page two of his bulletin board. In every family that he see, because this is where we get the term. If I don't know if you know this, the term pseudo Indian. That's a Walter Plecker term. That's what he called blacks that said they was Indians. And he also used another statement saying they was uh, ends with feathers on. This is his words, not mine. After the 1924 Racial Integrity Act. The black community seen a shift in its identity. You had the emergence of the Nation of Islam. You had the emergence of the Moore Science Temple. You had the emergence of the Hebrew Israelites with uh, Rabbi Matthews. You had the Back to Africa movement with uh, the Garveyites, with the Honorable Marcus Mosea Garvey. Then you had the movement with. I just want to be anything but African And I'm okay with that All of these identities Was floating around 20th century Black America But we talked about Plecker We said he's the reason why we don't know That we're Indian He's the reason During his administration We gotta go back to one point right? We gotta go back to one point That came about with this Racial Integrity Act and that's the one drop rule we gotta have clarity on what is one drop of Negro blood if the Negro was really Indian if the Negro is Indian and the Indian is Negro truly right how does that fit with the one drop rule it doesn't really fit unless it's a third group of people because it doesn't make sense for Plecker to say one sixteenth American Indian blood, you still white. But any type of Negro blood, you black. But they're the same thing. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense to have a blood quantum with one sixteenth, you can still be a Cherokee. But for the other tribes, they want to have. But if everybody was already Indian and Negroes was already Indian, what is a half Indian? It's just not making sense no more. Some of the stuff that this, you know, it's coming out the Aboriginal community. It's not making sense to us. If I'm not mistaken, right? Black Americans got the right to vote, I want to say, 1860, 1870. Something like that, right? No later than 1880. Let's say that from 1860 to 1880. Black Americans got the right to vote. But history also tells us that the American Indian wasn't even allowed to be a United States citizen to after 1920. And then that's when they got the right to vote. So I'm trying to figure out, well, wait a minute. If if the Negro is black and the black and Negro is the same thing and Negro, black and Indian is all the same thing. When the United States government gave American Indians the right to vote after 1920s, 
what type of what group of people they were talking to. And who was the different group of black people in the late 19th century that got the right to vote? But there was an Indian, but it just I'm trying to make it make sense, bro. It's not making when I, I listen to these guys, it's not making sense. I was listening to Dane, and Dane said that the first Indian slavery started in 1492. And then I thought to myself, well, damn, the first slave code didn't even happen to 1670. So it took them how, how many hundred? How, why did it take them so long to come up with a slave code? If if the Indians were Negroes and they was enslaved since 1492, what 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 why, why did it take so long to come up with a slave code? It doesn't make sense. It only makes sense if there's a third group of people. But somebody is telling you that you're the real Indian, but you were reclassified and you forgot. That's why during this conversation, I purposely used the marriage certificate of an Irish person. That's why I showed you that photo. And I showed you how Plecker reclassified so many people. He even reclassified so-called white people, Irish people. Irish man, he married a native of Virginia, but they was classified as colored. But we can see the photo that they're clearly so-called white people. And this correction wasn't made until, I want to say, 1980 sometime, when his like great-great-grandson, he put it all together. He fixed it right on the paperwork. But those years that that family lived, on paper, it says something different than what they was in real life. It had them as colored, but they're so-called white. Do you think that that made them forget their identity? Did they forget their culture because their family, being Irish, was classified as colored? Do you think that they are... Do you think because of this situation, they started celebrating Kwanzaa? <laughs> you think, you know, they had the, uh, you know, the black beret on with the black leather, you know, everybody is acting like Black Panther Party in the household. They're confused because on paper, they got this Irish family listed as colored. They just forgot who they was now, right? You know, they just... Uh, they just strong believers in February. They can't wait till February come around because this is Black History Month and then they're colored. So now they're Irish, but since they're labeled as colored, they acting like quote unquote colored people. That whole rationale doesn't make sense if you got a brain. They reclassified you so you forgot who you were. They reclassify people every day. We just see the United States government reclassify Puerto Ricans and say, hey, you guys are Hispanic. Then he looked at our Mexican brothers and sisters and said, you guys are Hispanic too. Does that change Mexican-American culture because they call themselves Hispanic now? Did that change Cuban culture? Do they forget now because Cubans are Hispanic now? And Puerto Ricans are labeled as Hispanic now? Did that change their culture? Don't matter what you put on paper, they still know who they are. They know who they are. The question is, who are you? Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys for listening to Real Black Content Forum Podcast, man. This is Big VJ. I'm going to get it with you guys later. Peace.